Welcome back, everybody, to another episode uh, after an extended hiatus of Brothers Banter. With you, as always, is Brother Raphael. And I'm Brother JD. It's great to be back with you after our extended break as school started. It's been uh, a whirlwind August. Just yes. getting everything together. Yes. And I think the region is plotting against us. They don't want us to spend this much time, you know, talking. Instead, they'd right. rather like working. We try to get this full time, guys. Get you a little more consistent episodes, but we just don't 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 want it. School life gets in the way. They don't want the commentary. What's the uh, what's the two Muppets? The old timers oh, on the on the, the two old timers, uh, Waldorf and uh, Waldorf and Stafford, something yeah. like that. I think that that was a direct quote. We don't want that. That. The other thing that we've been told is that we bicker like a married couple. So you know, take that for what it's worth. It's true. That is true. That is true. But but you miss it. You miss it. But Our formators they... might not miss it, but you yeah, miss they it. They don't miss it. When we get together in October for our um, semi-annual uh, Brothers in Formation gathering, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. <laughs> Aren't they always? True. It's the longest period since we see each other, since the fall, uh, spring one to the fall one. It's the... Large yeah. amount of time away. Exactly. Exactly. So good. So how are well, things going with school starting? Yeah, things are good, man. We're we're starting our fourth week this week, uh, fourth full week this week, and uh, it's already homecoming. Mm-hmm. We booked homecoming on the front end of it all, so that that's fun. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a little hectic, but once we get through this week, it's it's easy easy sailing, I think, for the rest of the. Maybe that's final famous last words right there, but it, it's uh, it's going to be easier. Okay, uh, smooth forward. sailing. Smooth sailing, and the kids the kids are by far day and night from last year. I mean, do you think it's, it's just because of the COVID environment and everything? I a hundred percent. You know, I think a year in school just really did a number on them. It helped. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and come on, I teach religion, right? And we there's no no mincing words here. They're not necessarily super excited to be in the class and yet they're very part. They participate a lot. Mm-hmm. They're engaged. They asked questions unprompted, uh, sometimes to my own uh, frustration, like, okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> Got to rein it back in get back on topic. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. But they're yeah. very good so far. Good. What about you? So we, uh, we haven't had a full week of school yet. Um, here on the East Coast, we start after uh, Labor Day. So last week, we only had three days of school. And then we had a professional day on Friday, where we partnered with another nearby LaSallean High School um, for some, yes, for some professional development together. So this week, this Monday starts our first full week uh, of classes. But even at that, because of, you know, opening school liturgies and things of that nature, it's still going to be a, um, it won't be a normal five day week. It's still going to be a little uh, wonky, Mm -hmm. but um, there's a really good energy this year. Really, really good energy. Not only from the students, like you said, after um, having a year in the classroom again last year, but also from the faculty. Um, there, there's, there's definitely a more positive, um, optimistic outlook 
as opposed to last year where we were still kind of in a limbo phase with how the virus was going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still prevalent. It's still evident rather. Um, of we've had a couple of faculty members that have been out um, with it, but nowhere near the severity um, that we were seeing, you know, over a year ago. So, but the students are great. Uh, I think they still think I'm crazy, but I'll accept that, you know, they're not wrong, but um, classes are good. It's, it's, um, you know, all the business classes and a little bit of religion. So it's good. Sprinkle good mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's my cherry on top. So, but it's good. And that religion is freshman or no, it's sophomores, but I think it's uh, the same topic. It's scripture, right? That's what you do. I do. Yeah. For freshmen yeah. on this side of the world. Yes. Yeah. So our topic is scripture too. So, but it's good. A couple of new classes this year, entrepreneurship and accounting. So it's been good so far. Good. Kids are good. So, yeah. so brother, what are we going to be talking about today? The idea of radical availability. Okay. Which is something um, it's never explicitly talked about. You know, we, I, I, going through some Institute documents, we kind of dance around it. Um, actually, I'll, I'll read those excerpts now, if that works. Mm-hmm. By all means, frame it for us. So as we're talking about the, this is in the context of the brothers' consecration. Uh, the, the brothers' religious consecration on an account of radical availability that it brings is to say that the celibacy of the community, which excludes other life options such as marriage, and this availability is present from the very beginning, although it is not expressed with the classical vow formula. The vow of association and the vows of the brother express the willingness of the brother to embrace the mission based on co-responsibility with partners and to be available in any way possible in the service of the mission. That's from a 2008 document called Lasallian uh, Essays number three on Lasallian terms and phrases. Because as, as you and I have come to know, we have a phrase and a term and a buzzword for everything. Um, acronym sometimes it gets jumbled and it's hard to keep track of. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so, so I guess the question is, what does that mean? What does radi- radical availability look like? You just hit that double jeopardy right there. Uh, what, what does it mean? I think, I think it's not a new word and it's no. not a new phrase, right? I think it's had many iterations over the course of the entire longevity of the Institute. Because otherwise it would have stayed a small group in yes. France, right? They would have, wouldn't have expanded and wouldn't have gone out uh, into the rest of the world as a result of identifying a need elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's new, but but every time it does get brought back up, I think people are scared and concerned because it does make you wonder, oh, well, what are they going to do now, right? Where are they going to send me? Or what What are, I'm very comfortable. Why am I going to be yeah. uh, asked to move? Or we can get bogged down by our own boxes. boxes. Comfort ah. zone. I, you know, I, I think there's, there's a daily expression of radical availability 
you know, and, and for us, that looks like being in the school building from, you know, before 7 a.m. until close to five, you know, early evening hours. And that was something the founder wrote on since the beginning. You know, the brothers are with their students from the morning until the late, uh, till the early evening hours. That's, that's who we are and what we do. But it's also when the, the email goes out, we need extra set of hands. We could really use somebody to help with football games, chaperone this, um, service projects, mission trips, things like that. It's often the brothers that raise their hand first. And we, one of the brothers I live with says, you know, I sleep alone. I don't have anybody that is my own. I don't have anything that is my own because of the mission. Because my life is oriented towards the mission, towards the classroom and the school and the kids. And and I don't know about you, but this summer being without the classroom was a little weird after a little while, after a while, you know, you just, you get comfortable to the, to the environment. Um, and to have that, to not have that is an adjustment again. I agree. I think I'm good on vacation for maybe three weeks. And after that, I, I need, uh, I need to, I miss it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't need to anything. I just miss it. Like you I, said. Yes. It's like, you know, you're missing a big piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. A big piece of our lives is missing the classroom. Don't get me wrong. We all need a break, you know, but I'm like you, it's about three weeks worth and I'm, I'm set. I'm good. I need it. I need my routines. I need to, I need to feel useful. You know, um, that's just the way I've been created is I need that usefulness to feel that yeah. usefulness. So but with this radical availability, I think now, especially as it comes out of the general chapter, we have to revisit it with new eyes, right? Not with historical eyes, but with yeah. how, how it is, what does that mean in our future? Yeah. And I, I think there's a, a broader perspective to be taken on it, right? What we just talked about is the day to day. But what about the larger institute? You know, um, one of the commitments coming out of the general chapter is right for for us brothers in formation to to have some time abroad, and so that's part of that radical availability, right? Are you willing to to pick up and go where you've been asked to, right? Of course, there's a conversation about it, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we're not blindsided. <laughs> but we go where we're needed. Yes. And and I think, again, it's more about, at least I would look at it this way. It's more about what can we go out and learn to then bring back to the district, right? Not like back in the day where you were sent away and you could be gone for 40 years and then come back. Yeah. Uh, I think now it's more about learning from each other yeah right and they're going to be formative experiences right mm-hmm. i mean to have a different especially for us in the united states to have a different view of what the mission looks like because our mission in the united states seems to be pretty homogeneous right oh it is 100 percent. um that that uh, it's all high schools it's high schools and middle schools and universities and universities i always forget about those <laughs> well education you know but it's, it's, through, through, it, it, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's university. Exactly. But even at that, and some are part, some other parts of the Institute, right? It's K through university 
on one campus in one school <clears throat> in the is, same cohort since you were cohort, right? five years old yeah could you imagine that no going from kindergarten to the university with the kids you started uh kindergarten with i'm sure there i'm sure there is something genuinely awesome about it but because we don't have that experience i think looking back it would have drove me insane yeah, absolutely absolutely but if that's all you know i'm sure it's obviously very different yeah i'm sure there's a comfort level to it you know you know what to expect each year mm -hmm. and yeah. and there must be transfers and you get new blood every so often i'm sure it's fine but but let's yeah. not digress let's no. not digress there are other opportunities though elsewhere for uh growth as a young brother especially yeah. before final vows right a larger picture of the institute but also how are they doing formation in other districts Mm -hmm. Right? How are their how is their experience different than ours? Yeah. How do they operate schools, or in some cases, trade schools? Mm -hmm. uh, how do they operate? Uh, what, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Outreach, right? Yeah. For example, Centro Las Ayes is an education um, oh, yeah. opportunity, but it's solely volunteers, right? No yeah, one yeah. gets paid, and it's mostly adults, not children. There's just a world out there that I think it would be a privilege to to get in, to know. In Centro de Salle is where? That's that's in uh, Tijuana. That's in Tijuana. That's Shout where, out that's to where Tijuana Steve. Brother Steven. Yeah. Brother Steve Asoli, or as we call him, Tijuana Steve. But, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think there's a great way to to establish by having us go abroad, there's a great opportunity to establish um communications and partnerships with with schools to enrich not only the experience of our, of students back here in the United States in our schools but to enrich the experience of students in other schools in places like the the Africa and the Middle East and through the Asia Pacific region you know yeah and it ties us together or rather it ties us closer it brings that connection deeper yeah it makes it deeper um that's one of the few things I, I think I can recognize now looking back is when I went to the Philippines or when I was in Haiti, the two places I've been outside when in brothers communities, uh, I, they were the same. I mean, they, they are, and that's the beauty of it, right? Mm -hmm. I can step into that house and I know the routine and I, and the life and the fraternal atmosphere and the welcoming community. Um, but I think it's also just about, as we've been saying over and over again, the, the growth potential uh, yeah. for our spiritual life and for our professional life. Absolutely. And it's not to say that there's not, um, it's not to say that I don't have anxiety about that prospect. You know, I definitely do. I recognize that. But I also remind myself that there's a certain grace to be seen and to, um, to be witnessed to and to be a part of right? Going into those kinds of situations where we are out of our comfort zones, you know? And I think it's worth mentioning that the peripheries are being radically available does not, and not that they're the same, but I was going to different places. Um, doesn't have to be outside of the country to be Absolutely. radically available, right? I mean, the country in and of itself has its own plethora of things we could address and that we might address in the future. Uh, and Absolutely. it might mean that we have to maybe not divest, but 
acknowledge that we need to pull out of the community anyways, out of somewhere to mm -hmm. be able to go somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And, and I think part of it as well is our, we get too attached to institutions. Absolutely. And we start to think that if there isn't a brother's presence there, it's gonna fall apart. Well, you know, that's interesting coming, you know, here to Providence where a brother hasn't been in the classroom. Um, before we arrived, it must've been about 12 years, but there was a, there was a loss of identity. Um, I mean, just in those couple of years that, that the faculty that I did not expect to, to experience among the faculty, you know, um, but even if we can't be somewhere, it doesn't mean that we can't still have those connections and relationships, um, which are, are beneficial for both us as brothers and the school as well. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think that this question more than the normal anxiety for us young people who, who are more likely and willing to do these things is also causing great anxiety to our older brothers. Right. Because maybe the prospect is new. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're, they are a little too attached to a certain place, regardless of if there's a community there or whether they live in that community or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a little struggle. I mean, to be honest, moving forward, healthy tension, healthy tension for sure. Mm -hmm. Good. But it's engaging, I think. It, and it reminds us of the, the, I know I always get very tunnel visioned or, you know, the only place that exists is, is, you know, up the street at school. Um, but to remind myself, it, oftentimes it's same with conversations with you of the broader mission, right? Of the, of the work that goes on that is not just isolated on Academy Avenue here in Rhode Island, in Providence, mm -hmm. uh, Rhode Island. So it helps keep things in perspective too. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Good. Well, that's all I got. Oh my gosh. You're, is this to say that you, you're, you're speechless? Yes. Speechless. Oh. Let's, no, let's take no. note folks. It is, you know, what is it? September 11th at 1032 Eastern time. Brother is speechless. I bet if you go back into the last uh, few episodes, you can find yourself uh, time stamping uh, certain things. When you admitted I, think I was right, a, I think was one of them. <laughs> that's been a new uh, thing of yours. I'm, I'm trying to record these moments, you know, for, for our legacy. Oh, yes. In the future, when they read the curriculum vitae, that'll be there. It'll yes. say at, at 10, uh, at 7.32, he was speechless. Yes, yes, yes. So Good. Good, brother. Have we talked it all out? I think so. I, and there's nothing to be concrete about because there's this is all looking forward into the future. And, and I think the fact that we are talking about it is already one step forward, mm -hmm. right? The fact that you, we are a little nervous, but a little excited is, uh, is I, testament I to the spirit. We're both approaching it cautiously optimistic, you know? We, we want it we're open to it. We want it to be a positive experience, you know? Um, and I, I hope we, we maintain that we maintain that mentality and that openness 
to what God is inviting us to to do, to experience, to see, right? Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%. And sometimes I think going and doing and recognizing it's not for me, or this is not something that I find life-giving um, is as valuable a learning experiences as going and saying, this is for me. Right. You know? And what's a year? And it probably wouldn't even start off as a year. You probably go over. A year is usually 365 days. Oh, that's a thank you. Sorry. I always, I always get one number off. Uh, yeah. You, that's why I teach the, uh, the accounting and business classes. All righty, brother. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get it going. Okay. Shall we end as we end all things? Certainly. Live Jesus in our hearts. Forever. <laughs>